Hello, and welcome to Miss Genealogy, the podcast, where my number one goal is to get you fired up about family history. Times have changed, and family history isn't just for your grandma. You can sneak it into your everyday life, and the blessings far outweigh any sacrifice, I promise. This podcast is all about connecting to your family, both past and present, and I am so glad that you're here. A couple of things before we get started. My online course all about creating family history chapbooks is opening up again next month, and I would absolutely love for you to join. So the link is in the show notes, but head to missgenealogy.com and be sure to get on the waiting list. Also, if you like what you hear in this podcast, please leave a review. This allows more people to find my show. And if you're on social media, sharing is caring. So if you want to share a screenshot or a segment from the show and tag me in it, I would love that so much. All right, on to the interview. All right, everybody. I am so excited to be here today with Mia Jensen on the other line. Mia, thank you so much for taking time out of your night to come and chat with me and tell us all about family history. Sure. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Yeah. So Mia, if you don't mind, just tell my listeners a little bit about you. Give us some background and let us know what you're all about. Sure. So my full first name, I should start there, is Miyamoto, which is actually Japanese. And if you were to see me in person, you would not think at all that I was Japanese. (laughs) I look more Polynesian than anything, which is true. Um, My... So my mom, she is Hawaiian, Japanese, German, and French. And then my dad is full Samoan. Yeah. So um, when my mom was pregnant with me, I'm I'm the first and the oldest child of my family. Okay. My dad was looking through my mom's pedigree chart in her family history book. And he came across that name, Taka Miyamoto, which is Mm -hmm. my mother's Japanese ancestor. And he just had this overwhelming impression that if I was to be a girl, that my name, my first name should be Miyamoto, which is very untraditional. Um, people don't name their children with last names, especially in the Japanese side. So, <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, I came in this world and I was a girl. So my parents decided to give me that name. And a lot of people made fun of my my parents for giving me such a strange name but you know they call me Mia for short but my dad he was he was always so proud and he said that you know one day my daughter's going to do great things and you'll know her by this name and so Aww. I know I I just thought that was so neat it was like a foreshadowing of what I do with my life and I you know when I was a kid I had no idea that I was going to be involved with family history but looking back now I've always been um in tune with my ancestors. I, you know, would sit with the old folks all the time and listen to their stories (laughs) about their youth and, you know, grandma, tell me this or grandma, I heard this story about you. Can you, you know, elaborate or give me more information about it? And I love journaling. It's always something, a hobby of mine. And Mm -hmm. I also realized that I had this gift of just um, remembering people's names and also, know how they got their names so that you know developed over time and um, later on after two years in college here at BYU in Provo I went on a mission I went to the Japan Tokyo mission which was oh my gosh it was incredible such a amazing experience and my last companion her name was um, sister Kylie Palmer 
she was the most gung-ho person I've ever met. <laughs> she was young too. And so it was weird to see someone so young be so involved with it, but then it just, you know, it touched me very deeply. So mm-hmm. when I came home my mission, I decided to become a temple worker in the Le'i Hawaii Temple. That's where I'm originally from. Okay. And so I started working there and I saw how wonderful and how amazing it was to have people bring in family names to do work for. And I was like, you know, I need to learn how to do this. And so I called my grandma up, who was, you know, the family history guru in our in our um, ohana, and she was visiting from the Big Island on Oahu. And I called her, and she said, "So you want to learn how to do family history?" And I said, "Please show me." And so she invited me to go to the visitors, not the visitor center, the uh, family history center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she sat me down she said this is family search and so <laughs> and I came back to BYU I was originally going into piano performance here but hmm. I was just I mean ever since my grandma sat me down and showed me what family search was I was just I was the typical genealogy um just hooked on genealogy stayed up late every night doing research mm-hmm. and you know um do my best to find stories, anything and everything that I could on my ancestors. And so I realized that one, I loved genealogy so much and two, that I could actually be really good at this. And so I decided to switch my whole career path in life and go (laughs) genealogy. And I haven't looked back since. It's been an incredible journey. And yeah, like you said, I just graduated from BYU in April from the uh, family history program. And my emphasis is Polynesian family history. So okay. I, I'm doing everything and everything I can to help our people uh, in their family history with oral histories, especially, and, you know, just get this work going. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the long, short version of how I got to where I am today. Oh, I love that so much, Mia. That is an incredible story. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's just so cool I always love hearing how people get into family history because there's all there's just yeah there's always a story behind it and I love to hear it so thank you for sharing oh thanks for asking so okay so you decided to change your career path and go into family history so what exactly did that entail what did what did you have to do to get your degree in family history or genealogy which one what is it technically called yeah, so it's called family history and genealogy. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I had to, let's see. Well, I talked to the head of the department. Her name is Harris, and she is, I mean, she's incredible. She's not a good friend. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I visited her, and she pushed our major. He wants to visit everybody. And so I talked to her, and she's like, yeah, let's be but then she also told me too that there's no um formal emphasis in Polynesian family history mm-hmm. and if I wanted to do this I would have to learn how to cater the classes to my own needs and I was like sure I can do that you know let's make <laughs> I don't know how but you're gonna help me and she helped me every step of the way and oh, she that's incredible you know she she's she is incredible and she you know, took me by the hand. She said, okay, I recommend taking these classes. They may not have Polynesian people you can research, but you need to learn how to do U.S. family history 
in order to do other types of family history. I said, sure, I can do that. You know, and I'm from Hawaii and Hawaii is a state. So learning how to do that kind of research is really important. So um, I took, you know, I took all the required classes for the major. Um, one of the classes I took um, was British family history from Dr. Harris. And to my surprise, I told her, I'm going to look up and see if there's a Polynesian family in England that I can do research on. <laughs> and I was able to, you know, take that class and do research on Hawaiians who moved to England. Um, this specific person went to England to go to surgeon school so that he can become a classified surgeon and return back to Hawaii and serve his people there. So. Wow research on that and it, you know there's Polynesians everywhere and so I was I was really lucky and just mm-hmm. to go through these classes and just do the best to cater it all to the Polynesian people as best as I could so you know and I also did internships which are required in the major and okay. last summer, yeah last summer I had the opportunity to go to um, the Hawaii State Archives in downtown Honolulu and our, um, yeah, archive there for three months. Wow. Yeah, so I, you know, I had really, I had a great experience there. The archivists and the researchers are incredible. And, you know, I got to see documents that I've never heard of or seen before because, you know, they took me in their vault and showed me all these wonderful things of my people. And mm-hmm. I found the records of my ancestors too. It was just incredible. And and then also, I'm currently interning at Church History Library in Salt Lake City um, as an oral history processing intern. So wow. histories apply to Polynesians, of course, because, you know, we didn't have paper or pen to write things down. And if we did, you know, the weather in the Pacific is not the best. And so right. <laughs> Humidity is crazy. You got tsunamis, hurricanes, you name it, bugs. It ate and tore up paper if it ever existed. So what did our people do? They turned to the spoken word and their mm-hmm. And so I'm learning at the church history department how to archive and process these oral histories. And, you know, I know how to preserve them now. And so these are, you know, these are all necessary steps and skills that I'm obtaining through the family history program at BYU to hopefully just become the first professional and successful genealogist for the Polynesian people. That's like my overall goal right now. Yeah, that is incredible. I can, I totally can see you becoming that because you have such a passion. I can just feel it in your voice. So I'm excited to see where you end up. Oh, me too. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. So sweet of you. Yeah. So I love that. I think I, yeah, I, I am just so inspired by you and I love to hear your story. What was your favorite class that you took at BYU? Oh, that's a good, well, that's a good question. Um, I would have to say, oh, let's see. They were all so good. There's, there's no bad class at all. BYU. <laughs> one that really rings in my mind is family history and law. I really think class. Yeah. So it, it's a required class in the major. And mm-hmm. before I took the class, I was like, I don't understand how family history and law goes together. And then Dr. Harris explained to me, she said, Well, you know, in order for records to be made, there has to be a law. 
Mm. And I, I thought about that and I was like, that makes sense. She says, you know, birth records came about because there was a law. Death records became, came about because there's a law. There's census records because there's a law. And so we can understand where records are. So that always stuck in my mind and my heart. And I just, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh. Wherever there's a record, there's a law. And so wherever there's a law, there's a record. And um, I did research on the law in Hawaii for my ancestors. And we studied how the state's laws changed over time and how that affected the record types. And because I understood the laws better through that class, I knew where to find the records of my ancestors and when the records were created or when they were um, discontinued or whatnot. And so, yeah, and I think that's a huge part that people don't see in family history is how important the mm-hmm. law and you know, that's kind of made me think, too, that, you know, maybe I should go to law school and study legal history, which is actual, which is an actual, <laughs> yeah, so, and, you know, that's something I'm looking towards right now. I'm not too sure yet, but, yeah, so that's, that's just one class that was really inspiring, and I loved it. it if you can't tell, yeah, I really enjoyed the class. It was <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I've never really connected the two. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, you know, thought about how we have all of these records because of the laws that were, you know, put in place. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's just so cool to see how everything is connected and how, yeah, I love that. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I have a lot of people, a lot of listeners on this podcast who maybe feel like they don't know how to get started or they feel a little bit overwhelmed what are your favorite tips to give to people um especially beginners but really anyone what are your favorite tips to share with people with all of this knowledge that you have sure um one of the first things i love to tell people is start with yourself so Mm. you'd be surprised at how much you actually know about you and about your family Uh, for example Mm -hmm. i went to go visit a friend and she wanted to do Mexican genealogy. And I have no idea how to do it. But, you know, I kind of did a little research and I went to her house and I sat down with her and I said, before I show you what research is, you know, what research I've done, I want you to sit down and tell me about your family. And so mm. I asked little questions here and there. And I said, so tell me about your mom. Where was she born? Or tell me about your grandma. And she went on and on for about an, an hour about each person and she just and she was so surprised at how much she knew uh-huh. down let's let's open your laptop let's you know let's write this stuff down <laughs> I'll, I'll meet with you again in a month but take time to really comb through your mind and ponder and think about mm. what you know about your ancestors already because you'd be so surprised and once you figure out what you know you'll know what you don't know and so you can turn to you other family members, your aunts, your uncles, cousins, siblings, your um, parents, grandparents, anybody and everybody who's still alive, ask them mm-hmm. and talk to them. And I think that's a dying art talking to people in person or <laughs> you know, a dying uh-huh. art. But you can talk to them, thank goodness for tell, reach out to them and ask them questions, ask them to help you fill out the blanks and help them to understand you more. And one thing I really enjoy um, 
especially with talking with family members, living members, is that you know, we were never formally introduced to our family members. We just automatically grew up around them and like, oh yeah, you know, I know you and stuff, but we were never formally introduced. And so mm-hmm. you formally introduce yourself to your living relatives and take the time to listen to them formally introduce introduce themselves to you. Because you may mm. know everything about them, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be so surprised um, about, you know, little details that you missed out on if you hadn't asked. And so, yeah, yes. yourself, talk with your living family members. And then um, another thing, too, I love to tell people, um, we're getting started. Be prayerful about who you're going to research or who you're going to mm. get and mm-hmm. for those who are maybe affiliated with Christianity or any other religion, prayer works. Prayer has power to open doors and windows and avenues that you never ever thought of before or you've mm-hmm. never seen before. And I know that through this power, you can find so much more about your ancestors than you could on your own. God is aware of you, who you are and what you're trying to do and who your family members are. And so if you rely on that power and that gift, I know that you'll be able to do all these wonderful things for yourself and for your family. So start with yourself, start with your living relatives, and don't forget to pray. So those are probably <laughs> the things I tell people. And those are simple. I I hope those are simple. And if not, yes. Ask me. (laughs) Hit me up and I'll help you. I promise. (laughs) Yes, I think those tips are so simple, yet they are so profound. And I think, yeah, I think if we really implement those into our lives, we're going to see miracles happen. So (laughs) awesome. Yeah, thank you. That's so good. One thing I was thinking of when you were talking about just starting with yourself, I think that's such an important thing to remember. And I've noticed in my own life when I, you know, sometimes I'll look back at the past and, and I'll kind of think, I don't really have a whole lot of memories, you know, that just kind of come to the surface. But when I start, when I start to sit down and really try to be, you know, think about it. And like you said, comb through your mind, they sort of just like resurface, which is really amazing. And I think our brains are just so cool and amazing that they can keep all of these memories stored inside. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think when we really take that time, you know, you talked about your friend, how she just like had all of these stories to share about these people in her life. And I think that's true for each of us. If we, if we just take time to sit down and really think about what memories do I have in my mind, in my head, right. That I carry around with me all the time. So Yeah, that was really profound. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, of course. Thank you. Okay, so Mia, it's been so fun to chat with you. I would love to just ask you one more question before I let you go. Sure. So I'd love to hear, I'm always curious about who your, or at least one of your favorite animals, tell us a little bit about them. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. <laughs> I know it's a really tough question. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes, agreed. Um, one of my favorite ancestors will have to be my grandfather, um, Bruce Cuneo Myers. He is my mom's father. He passed away my, when my mom was seven. 
and you know I, I didn't have a chance to meet him in this life but I've heard so many great stories about this man and how wonderful he was and I look at his pictures and I'm like oh I have some of those features you know oh that's where this comes from or <laughs> you know mm-hmm. oh that's where I get these things from and um what I love about him is his faithfulness and his steadiness in the things that he believed, which was in God, in Jesus Christ, and in the family. And he did everything he could to protect his family and provide for them. You know, he worked hard with his hands on Molokai Island, and he didn't just work for his family. He served faithfully with anyone and for anyone that needed help. And he was diligent in getting his education as well. Um, even moving away from Hawaii to come here to Utah and to um, continue his education so that he can provide more for his family. And that created better opportunities for them as well. But, you know, as wonderful as a man he is by himself, I can't talk about him without talking about my grandma. And mm. she she's still alive and she is my rock. She turns 80 next month. And wow. yeah, she is, I mean, she's incredible. She is the kind of woman that I I hope to be. And it's because, you know, I'm not saying that she needed this man in her life to become who she is today, but they needed each other. Mm-hmm. There for one another and they raised wonderful children and you know they helped to raise my mom who passed on these traditions from both of them to me and now I can do that for my family for my husband and for my son and you know I just hope through both of them I can make them proud through the work that I do and uphold our family's honor and you know, our pride and our dignity in our, in every culture that I'm a part of, you know, Samoan, Hawaiian, Japanese, and my German and French side. And so this man was with me when I was in Tokyo because he served his mission in Japan as well. And, you know, there's a many, many good times, but many hard times on my mission. And I know that he was there and he's been there with me every step of the way. And I have no doubt that he was preparing my son before he came to this earth and, you know, help be ready for what's ahead because he's just that kind of man to help us prepare for the good and the bad times that are to come. So that's just about one of my favorite ancestors. So yeah. Yes, that is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. So before you go, do you mind telling my listeners where they can find more of you if they want to follow along? Sure. So y'all can hit me up on Instagram at the underscore Polynesian underscore genealogist. Um, you can follow me there. You can also find me on Facebook under Miyamoto Jensen. And you guys can hit me up on email too at Mia Jensen 13 at gmail.com. And and also, too, I guess as a last shout out, um, I'm doing this work because I believe that every family is important. And I'm working so hard right now for especially for our Polynesian people. And so I hope that they can feel that there's hope out there because I'm doing the best I can to make important things happen. And I can't do this by myself. So 
I would invite any and all people to please be involved as best as you can and just know that there's a strong community of us out there who are ready and willing to welcome you and to invite you to this great and wonderful work. And yes, again, if you have any questions about any type of, you know, it doesn't have to be just Polynesian family history. Just hit me up and I got you. So again, thank you for this opportunity. This has been fantastic. You're amazing. Everyone follow her on Instagram too. She's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are so sweet, Mia. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. It's been a huge treat to have you on the show. And I am just, yeah, you're amazing. So keep it up. I'm excited to see where you go. Thank you so much. You guys, thanks so much for being here. It means the world to me to be able to share my passion for family history with all of you. If you haven't done so yet, feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Miss Genealogy. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do that at missgenealogy.jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear how you are getting fired up about family history work. See you next week.